the Daily Dribble. Welcome back to the Daily Dribble Podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet. Here back with the final episode before the All-Star break. Uh, it's certainly an exciting time of year, not only for the All-Star festivities set to take place in Indianapolis this year, it just serves as a little bit of a reset button before our final push towards the playoffs. Uh, having those couple of days break, certainly advantageous as a content creator, speak about how just frenetic and non-stop the NBA season is. So any time to capitalize on a little break is certainly very much appreciated. So this week I thought uh, we'd touch on some very quick odds and ends before bringing back the mailbag episode, or the mailbag installment, should I say. Now, I say it week in and week out. If you're a regular listener to the show, uh, that a lot of you guys engage with me with your, your takes, your questions, which I love on a weekly basis. This, this week, I thought I'd actually transition it into the show. Now, a lot of you guys during the week have posed some various questions uh, that I'm going to tackle momentarily. So looking forward to getting into that one in a moment. Before I do so, last week struggled with the black eye. You, if you saw that one on YouTube, you might have seen me sporting some color there. Uh, this week, sounding somewhat nasally, come down with a, uh, a bit of a flu. So if you hear any uni- uh, unusual kind of spraying sounds, I've got the old Strepsils anesthetic throat spray here. It's meant to act as like a numbing agent. So if you hear, here we go, here's a little example on the fly. We'll open that one. A couple of these ones. That's just me. Oh, my goodness, it's a strong taste. That's me just hitting the reset button just to uh, kind of numb my throat and numb the pain a little bit there. So please don't be alarmed by that one. All right, let's not stand on ceremony any longer. Getting into it, some very quick odds and ends. Starting with the news that Pelicans guard Dyson Daniels has suffered a meniscus tear in his left knee and will be sidelined indefinitely. Now, my fellow countryman there, he's been a key pivotal player there for the Pelicans this season, averaging 22 minutes a game. In that time, putting up five and a half points and one and a half steals per game. Now, that ranks top 10 in the NBA in that particular category, steals. Has been, has made considerable strides in his sophomore season there. Uh, the Pels will certainly be hoping it's not too long a stint on the shelf because they're gearing up for what they would be hoping is a deep playoff run. Whether that comes to fruition or not is another question, uh, but he will certainly be a key cog in their quest moving forward there. In other injury news, the Heat, they are walking wounded at the minute with two key injuries, namely first to Josh Richardson. Uh, he suffered a dislocated right shoulder there, expected to be reevaluated in a couple of weeks' time. He's been averaging 10 points per game, and that's included going up 40% from three over the last two months. Now, I've had quite extensive shoulder troubles. Um, there's nothing nice about it. The only blessing is that if you get the green whistle. That thing will put you on a different planet, a different galaxy for that matter. That is, uh, I think I've popped my shoulder out now about 10 times. Oh, it might be even more, probably closer to a dozen. And out of those dozen times, I've probably had three times on the green whistle. And it is like, it just, it's not like morphine, but it puts you to a level somewhat like morphine. Um, but without the head spins that come with it, just an incredible little contraption there. So um, I sympathize with Richardson there. Um, nothing nice about it, but hopefully a speedy recovery for him. Likewise with the heat, Terry Rozier has avoided major injury after an MRI showed a sprained right knee that he suffered against Boston earlier in the week. 
He's going to be evaluated on a week-to-week basis at the moment. I'll certainly be hoping to get these two back ASAP at the minute as they look to push for a spot within the top six and guarantee them a, st- a guaranteed playoff spot, should I say. Uh, it's Both conferences at the minute very, very congested in that kind of six to eight range. At the minute, the Heat sits seventh, half a game back of Indiana there. Uh, but I think if they'd actually go as far as they did last season, uh, which was an NBA Finals appearance, which is still hard to fathom, um, they'll want to guarantee a playoff spot straight away and not have to test the waters in the playing tournament there. Uh, Kyle Kuzma, now during the week, he mentioned that the Wizards had offered him to the Mavs before the trade deadline. Now, he's made the decision, reports have come out, he's spoken, said that he made the decision on his own accord to stay there in DC and build a future there. Um, Kuz, I'm, I love Kuz, loved him in his time with the Lakers. Don't know if Kuz is aware that he's actually 28 years old. This is going to be a very, very long, a long, slow rebuild for this team, given they've really got nothing to work with at the moment. I certainly don't think Kuz has played the percentages there. I don't think he's the guy to certainly lead a franchise, uh, and especially one in DC, and actually make them a prominent force once again. I think he would have fit tremendously well there in in DC, um, but uh, not in DC, should I say, in Dallas there. But, uh, yeah, a strange little choice there. I'd love to hear from you guys. Hit me up, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, on the Daily Dribble. Let me know, do you think Kuz made the right choice staying in DC? Or should he have headed out there, linked up with Kyrie and Luca in Dallas? I think Dallas for sure. Um, and just to end there, despite not playing the last season or two within the league, during the week, Hassan Whiteside officially announced his retirement played 511 games across his career for the Kings, Heat, Blazers, and Jazz. <laughs> Bless me. There we go. Ah, oh, my goodness. I told you I was in the Hurt Locker, and uh, there it is. Uh, forgive me. 511 games for the Kings, Heat, Blazers, and Jazz. Averaged 12.5 points, 11 rebounds, and two blocks per game. Was an absolute monster on the board and on the defensive end, and it's probably almost underrated in terms of what he actually brought to the teams he was on. Probably doesn't get the recognition he he deserves, um, but a hell of a player, hell of a career. Um, Enjoy retirement, Hassan Whiteside. Guys, let's push ahead. That's not right. That's not ideal at all. That's what happens when you're sick and you don't preempt the soundboard. What was actually intended there was this little number, the old transition uh, effect. Daily dribble. My goodness, I'm I'm in all sorts this week. That 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 pretty much that muck up there just kind of exemplifies where I'm at at the minute. So, uh, oh, let's let's dig deep. Uh, pushing ahead with the mailbag. Very very appreciative of everyone who sent questions in. Love engaging with you guys. As I say on a weekly basis, awesome now to have the opportunity to actually share them on the show. So let's get into it. A few questions here to rattle through. Uh, Tom asked. How did you get your black eye on last week's show? Tom, if you tuned in, you would have seen it. I don't know if I mentioned it. It was pretty, um, it, it actually went blacker and more purple than I thought it would. It actually suffered at, uh, suffered at soccer training last Tuesday night. Uh, one of the young blokes got me with an errant hand and pretty much that was all she wrote. It was pretty sore, um, started to blow up. By the next day, it was you know, quite a deep purple. The day later, it was pretty well black. So, uh, yeah, it was, uh, that was all she wrote on that front there. 
Excuse a little break there. I just had to blow my nose, and I can't imagine you guys would have liked to have heard that on uh, coming through your headphones here. Um, but on the black eye, do you, do you guys had a few people comment on it during the week, uh, not just from the podcast scene, but a working sporting scene everywhere else. Did you like the look? I certainly think it made me look more intimidating. Uh, the question is, should I be seeking out more more black eyes, do you think? Uh, it's only my second black eye ever. The other one I got, I was probably 12, 13 year, years old. Uh, one of my good mates, Ben, and I, we were, were walking along the beach, came up to some rocks. Uh, I found a perfectly round rock, probably the size of a, a bit larger than a tennis ball. Got it and threw it against another rock, just, you know, mucking around, throwing things around. It's bounced off this rock on the ground, come back, hit me in the face. And my God, like the majority, like one half of my face was pretty much black off the back of it. So uh, that's only my second black eye ever. But there you go, Tom. That was it. A little soccer injury there. Uh, My work colleague, Lachlan McCarthy, a a sharpshooter in his own right. uh, He asked, who is the most overrated player in the league? Now, I kind of took this from a a different perspective, um, almost overrated in terms of uh, what his his output is based on his contract. I've gone DeAndre Ayton. Uh, I could have gone quite a few, but to pick one name, I've gone DeAndre Ayton. Uh, he's, He's earning a tick over $32 million this season. And after transitioning from the Suns to the Blazers in the offseason, he's averaged a little under 14 points, 10 rebounds, and an assist and a half a game. Now, for a player blessed with the physical attributes that he has at his disposal, and for a franchise that has no pressure or expectation on them, he should have ample ample opportunity to actually put up not only big numbers, but actually be a valuable contributor. He hasn't delivered as of yet, and... But what he's getting paid, that is a top top level money. And he's not a top level player. So DeAndre Ayton is a name for me that sticks out there. Adam asks, who is your pick for the title? <laughs> oh my goodness. Um now, wishful thinking, ever the optimist. I I'm still holding hope on to the Lakers. Uh believe if you've got LeBron, you've got a chance. But as a realist at this stage, I'm thinking it's going to be a Celtics and Clippers final. And from there, I'm going to take the Clippers in six just because I have a lot more faith in their second unit. I think they've got more guys who can get them a bucket, have a little bit more faith in Norman Powell, Russell, Russell Westbrook. I, I say that every, every time. Russell Westbrook, uh, a few other players like that, I just think a little more playoff credibility to their name, a little more experience. Uh, I just trust them to get them your bucket a little bit more. But that being said, both conferences have a lot of teams that could be potential NBA finalists at this stage. But, yeah, at the moment, I'll take the Celtics and Clippers in that one. Mick asks, I'm a basketball fan based in Australia, but have never gotten to the NBL. Why should I? That's a great question, Mick. Um, I believe it's the second best league in the world behind the NBA. Somewhat biased opinion, being Australian. But just partly due to the talent that the actual league possesses now, we've become a legitimate, legitimate pathway to the NBA. Uh, just last night, watched uh, the Tassie Jack Jumpers against the Perth Wildcats. The projected number one overall pick, Alexandra Saar, um, suiting up there. We've seen LaMelo Ball. We've seen Josh Giddy, Dyson, uh, not Dyson Daniels, but we've seen a lot of talent progress through this league. It, it is a really viable pathway to the NBA now, which makes it 
hugely exciting. Every single team has something going for them, um, whether that's a player, whether that's coaching fan. Every single team has something to like about them and can win on any given night. So I certainly think it makes it the most even competition in the world. And Nick, being an Australian, if you are Australian, you can have such a deep connection to it. Now, I love the NBA. I speak about it weekly. I speak about it daily for that matter. I love it. But when you've got teams um, that actually, you know, for myself, living in Tasmania, having the Tassie Jack Jumpers, I can feel such a deeper connection to them. The access you get to players and the league as well is unreal. The amount of conversations in person uh, and over messages for that matter that I've had with players within the league is phenomenal. Um, it was probably six months ago now, went out to, um, it's like an outdoor uh, bar kind of venue. And just went up and was talking to the Jack Jumpers players. It's really fantastic having that connection with them. And the league is just continuing to grow. The trajectory it's on is phenomenal. It's an ex- certainly an exciting time to be an NBL fan. I would certainly implore you, if you're not already watching games, just start to tune in a little bit. Familiarise yourself with some of the players, the franchises, some of the storylines going on at the moment. And I have no doubt in my mind you absolutely love it, mate. Um, I know quite a few people already who, in terms of the actual product, going to watch the NBL games, second to none. People I know, for that matter, who hate basketball, they simply cannot get enough of it now after going to watch a game. So um, I would implore you to get get involved, Mick. Um, didn't see which state you're from, but I would uh, jump on board with the team and build that, uh, that connection. Uh, and finally, guys, Cooper asks, what are you most looking forward to over All-Star Weekend? Now, for me, I'm a huge a huge fan of the three-point contest, so that would certainly be my pick. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Sabrina Inescu and Steph Curry in their shootout together. Uh, but the three-point contest, very, very excited. A, a star-studded build, to say the least. I'm taking my boy Tyrese Halliburton to win. I've, I speak about this guy heaps. I'm a huge fan of him. Would love to see him pick it up and then make actual... Have a real showing out moment in the All-Star game itself. In terms of the All-Star game, I think it'll be fine. Uh, the West should win pretty comfortably with Embiid and Randall missing from the original squad there. It certainly hampers their stocks. Uh, my pick for MVP in that one is Luka Doncic. I feel like this is his kind of, it's his turn. Um, I could see him dropping some very, very big numbers in this one, but I'm just hoping that that bringing back the East versus West brings back a little bit of intensity uh, for me. I know the All-Star Weekend's meant to be a fun kind of, um, you know, break, um, a festive period. I just hate watching the game where it's just, there's no defense. There's 170 points scored a game. Um, you know, there's there's nothing exciting about that for me. So I'm just hoping that we see a great three-point shootout and actually a little bit of intensity in the All-Star game. That would make me very, very happy. Guys, there you have it. Really appreciate all the questions sent in. Um, This episode's been somewhat of a uh, short trip off a cliff. I'm really, really struggling here to uh, keep my my airways open. So I'm going to end it there. Um, I'm going to enjoy, as I said, enjoy this week, enjoy the downtime, um, and certainly looking forward to coming back next week to you guys and enjoying what is going to be a huge push towards playoff basketball. We are now, it is now in sight. Uh, the storylines are progressing nicely. The standings are starting to take shape. The 
still a multitude of, uh, of things to still play out there. So very excited to see how that one comes about. Guys, as always, really appreciate all the questions being sent in. Appreciate all the continued support. Be sure to keep it coming via all the socials, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. Follow all of them to ensure you get all the latest news from the NBA and the NBL. Until next week, guys, have a fantastic week. I can't wait to speak to you again soon. Take care.